0: this episode of the tiger pit is brought to you by athlon rub athlon rub is the next generation in performance and recovery for all sports It is a new approach on the traditional Thai oil formula, founded on the time-tested formula, and enhanced through proven ingredients. Made in an FDA and ISO-certified lab in the USA, certified and continually tested by Informed Choice, to be free of banned substances, PEDs, and cross contamination. You can go to AthlonRub.com and take a look at all the products they have available, read testimonials from users, and see what everybody else is saying. And when you got some things in your cart, get an additional 10% off when you use the promo code the tiger pit that's athlonrub.com and promo code the tiger pit for an additional 10% off all the cool stuff you're gonna buy we are also brought to you by knock my legends knock my legends celebrates the heroes legends and icons of muay thai and kickboxing the mission is to create art in the form of apparel that honors each fighter's contribution to the sport and the art we love they also have a great selection of shirts gear and accessories that highlight the greats from the sport from the past up until today you can go to knockmylegends.com. that's n-a-k-m-u-a-y legends.com as well as facebook and instagram and check out what they have and when you're ready to buy something you're at checkout enter the promo code the tiger pit for an additional 10 percent off your purchase again that's knockmylegends.com, n-a-k-m-u-a-y legends.com or knock my legends on facebook and instagram This episode also brought to you by Diplomatico Rum. Diplomatico is distributed in over 80 countries around the world. It holds the Ronde de Venezuela DOC and is recognized as one of the world's finest rums. They have three different ranges for your tastes. Traditional prestige and the distillery collection. You can find them online at rondiplomatico.com. That's ron, ron, which means rum in Spanish. Anyways, it's rondiplomatico.com to learn more about who they are and find out some history behind one of the world's greatest rums. We are also brought to you by Unplugged Essentials. Hemp is at the core of their innovation. However, not all hemp is created equal. Instead of using either isolated CBD or cannabis oil, which are the most popular cannabis-derived products on the market right now, They have infused their soaks with a water-soluble, hemp-derived, phytocannabinoid-rich powder. This way, they make sure that all their products take advantage of the several hundred bioactive components present in hemp. They also make no compromise in quality to ensure each batch is lab-tested and 100% THC-free. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, or go to unpluggedfloatessentials.com. And get yours today, and you can use the promo code The Tiger Pit at checkout for an additional 10% off your order. That's Unplugged Essentials on Instagram and Facebook, and UnpluggedFloatEssentials.com online. And like I said, use the promo code The Tiger Pit for 10% off your order. All right, and this is for our New York friends and listeners here. Uh... We are also brought to you by The Stepping Razor Barbershop at 952 Flushing Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. The Stepping Razor leans into the realm of the classic 1940s American barbershop. They specialize in American classic traditional haircuts and shaves, but are versatile and can do much, much more. You can check them out on Instagram at The Stepping Razor Shop, or go to thesteppingrazor.com to book your appointment and get yourself looking good and feeling good. And lastly... We are brought to you by the Dojo NYC at 1082 Cypress Avenue in Ridgewood. The Dojo NYC is a fully equipped martial arts training center specializing in Kobrinya Jiu Jitsu, traditional Muay Thai, and MMA. Whether you want to go and just get a good workout or compete at a high level, it's a great place to train. You can also go to the thedojonyc.com and check out their classes, instructors, programs, and even sign up for a free trial class, which hopefully after you that you'll sign up for more and keep going and get better at jujitsu muay thai whatever it is you're going for that's dojo nyc.com online and the dojo nyc on instagram our guest on this episode is a muay thai fighter trainer commentator and all-around respected figure in the world of muay thai his podcast and book, On Fighting in Thailand, is a guide to anything you would want to know about the sport. He was in the U.S., and we were psyched to have him join us, so please welcome to this episode of The Tiger Pit, Mr. Matt Lucas. <laughs>
1: on the next episode of Adventures in Animals. It's a K-Varian and a Polish guy. Okay, we'll start the podcast, right? It's 9 o'clock. It's dark enough. I'm putting on my ninja suit. That's the part, right? you got to get into your head. Now you're struggling with your words. Check the Yelp reviews. I'm sure they have, like, four. It's amazing. (laughs) I was trying to get that out, and I had a hard time struggling in my head. They just see something they don't recognize me. Check out immediately. I had a point. I had a point. Coming to the stage. I've heard this many times from different sources. You didn't even know me I was hanging out there.
2: That sounds like such a burnout thing to do. Tiger Tiger boot.
1: Good. To I had a portal He put this fucking Spanish song. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Very good. Well, cheers. Cheers. Welcome. Cheers. Matt to Lucas. Welcome putting to our
2: t- voices into the world.
1: Welcome to the Tiger Pit. So, you were on tour, man? Yeah. What brought this tour on?
2: I was lucky enough uh, to be flown out. So. I was initially flown out for a Muay Thai business summit. Mm. I went to Houston uh, to this business summit where I did a talk on athlete management. Mm
1: -hmm. When you say business summit, not specifically for Muay Thai.
2: For Muay Thai gym owners and trainers. Okay. So it's led by this guy, Patrick Rivera. His big thing is if there's more money in the sport, if people are smarter about their business practices, The sport is going to grow, yeah. Uh, the whole ecosystem, it grows the whole ecosystem. If Danny is a successful barber, which he is, uh, he will be Thank able you. to help out aspiring barbers, you know, right, right? Uh, which he does. So, his big thing is like, you need to know the fundamentals of business, you know, obviously, the structure of business out here in America is different than in Thailand. So I did one talk on athlete management, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something that I've done over the last four or five years. So for
1: gyms that have like fighters coming up out of their gyms and things like that. Mm -hmm.
2: So, for example, um, one of the first athletes I managed uh, is this kid named Brogan, who was out of FA group in Bangkok. He's sort of had some trouble getting matches, so I picked him up. I brought him to Max. Uh, He did well at Max. I got him. Mm -hmm. Yep, Muay Thai. He's more of an Mm -hmm. MMA guy, though. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got him signed to one championship. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so that was really good. Unfortunately, you know, COVID and everything has, like, stalled him a bit. But, you know... We were able to get him there and then I've That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Like he was obviously very excited. It was a great experience for both of us. Yeah, I was going to say that's a major move yeah, for you yeah. as well. Like, yeah, for sweet. sure, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a, you know, it's a feather in the cap for sure. Yeah. Uh but I've Dealt with other athletes and brought them to uh, the major stadiums in Thailand. I've brought athletes to Lumpini, Rajadamnern, Max, obviously yep. Super Champ, local shows as well. Um, you worked at Max for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I worked there for five and a half years. Wow! So quite some time.
1: When you worked with Max, were you just doing commentating? Do I, I that up? Okay. Correct.
2: Uh, so I commentated at Max. Uh, about two days a week. Mm-hmm. You no, know, give or take, depending on schedule of stuff. So
1: mm-hmm. I think when I first met you, that's what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. I
2: there. we met for the first time probably in, like four or five years ago now. Yeah,
1: four years ago. In Bangkok. Yeah,
2: yeah in Bangkok. Uh but you sort of uh, backpedaling a little bit. Um so I've flew out for this business conference and I did a talk about athlete management, and then I did another talk about like Social media and content creation. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I know that's your thing. Yeah, that, you yeah, know, you're
0: really, really good with that. Stuff. I'm, I'm good
2: at it, and it wasn't something that came natural to me. It was just like a skill that I sort of developed. You honed it as you. Yeah, I,
0: that's good to hear because you know, we're not the best at that. Yeah, stuff. I suck at social you're,
1: media,
2: yeah, dude. Just
0: hearing you say yeah, yeah. yeah. Like kind of refreshing. I'm horrible like, at
2: it. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be super honest. Like when I started, I had like an okay camera i bought it with the last bit of money that i had and i was like okay i take pictures i wasn't good at taking pictures so i framed everyone the same that's it like mm-hmm. it's not gonna be too shitty of a photo so photography
1: is a skill that you also
2: it's, it's, it's something i around. developed yeah. basically i took all these photos of mm-hmm. people i'd just be like oh hey danny you want yeah. Can you I take that. your
1: can <laughs> I take your photo? I knew you for like an hour and you asked me to take my photo. I was yeah, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I'm just like, hey, can I take your photo? You know? Hey, can I take
1: your photo? I remember exactly where it was. It was in some kind of shanty bar in Bangkok. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it was know, like really cool lighting, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Now I remember and that. You took it me was like just like,
1: like, like kinda of like back room kind of part of yeah, it. Yeah, and you're so like, right yeah, here, man.
2: <laughs> that is actually right by um this cool like Cuban bar uh sort of in the it's like a little alcove the, kind of thing yeah, in the yeah, middle of the city right uh oh, fuck i i'm totally fr- i mean i was hammered so uh, that's all i remember havana. Havana. <laughs> cafe havana okay in, in bangkok is like shit
1: i was just following you guys around i had no idea yeah was it
2: was that. yeah it was, the lightning was cool you know and you you just do shit like that all yeah, the yeah. time you try mm-hmm. this you try that mm-hmm. and having regularly posted and you know, tried to really push myself. It's been three years, mm-hmm. and I'm on my second international business trip because of it. That is the feather in the cap. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like... Major funny. moves. Yeah, I mean, you I know... I mean, you get to
1: come, and you get to... I mean, I'm sure... I don't know where else you're going, but coming back to Stateside, you get to see your peoples, yeah. your folks, whatever. I get to see you. Yeah. Like, and if that's all paid for, and you you know you're doing cool stuff work wise and stuff, I mean that's amazing. That's a good life, dude, dude.
2: Like my biggest complaint is like, oh, I have to live out of a suitcase for a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> big problems. Like oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, someone uh, like I went and saw a baseball game at the Fenway Park for free. Like a promoter brought me there. Nice, and I was like. I don't really like baseball, but a cool like experience, that. Though. Yeah, it was a super cool experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, that's my biggest life, you know. That's woes? Just rolling with it. Like that's hey, let's like do this, my you know? biggest problems, man. I, I'm yeah. Matt Lucas doing okay. Matt yes, Lucas right. doing okay, man. I've had uh, I've had bigger problems than you know, complaining about baseball. Exactly. Not uh, many people
1: can say that. That's yeah, your yeah, for sure. Problem is going to watch yeah, for sure. What were you doing in Boston? What'd you have going on there?
2: Yeah, so the um obviously line fight, one of the bigger promotions out here, it's mm-hmm. on like it was at six seventy nine fight. So I work for Fairtex. I'm the social media coordinator there. For those of you that Mm -hmm. don't know out there in Radioland, Fairtex is a big Muay Thai equipment factory Mm -hmm. and has a training center. I do social media for the training center. And I was able to connect uh, Lion Fight with uh, the new subsidiary brand of Fairtex called U. Um, How do you spell that? Y U T H. It means war. Okay. So it's the th like the T H is silent. Yeah, the mm-hmm. T H is silent. um So they're doing, you know, more customized stuff. They're doing, you know, a slightly lower price point than Fairtex. Mm-hmm. So Fairtex is sort of the premium brand.
1: When you say more customized stuff, what do you mean exactly?
2: <laughs> so like, you know, if you know, you have stepping razor muay thai gym, mm-hmm. and you want 20 muay thai pads. Gotcha. They'll make it for them. They make it for ah, you. Sweet. You know, uh, if you want like 20 muay shorts thai shorts, yeah. they do that sort th- of Oh. Whereas like for, I feel like I need to do that.
1: <laughs> like no. Just cool to do because, you know, obviously yeah, yeah. I'm a, a Muay Thai enthusiast. I'm not a fighter, but I've been training for a long time and I love, I love the culture and all all of it. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome to do. <laughs>
2: Yeah my man I'm going to talk to you. Right. Yeah yeah well I'm here. He's got the hook. He said I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. So anyways, uh you um I basically put you with Fairtex to or you with Lion Fight together. Mm-hmm. And so you sponsored the Lion Fight. Awesome. And they're going to continue to do so. So we made the gloves, we made the shorts. Okay. Uh we made the tape for around the gloves. Oh wow. Um so you know, a
1: big presence, a big presence. Fight. So, well, this was Lion Fight's first time in Boston, no? Yeah, they think do the casino, they were doing the yeah, casino yeah. for quite so a while. So,
2: they were doing the casino for some time in Hartford, Connecticut, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they switched over to Boston to the House of Blues. Yeah, that's kind of trippy, dude. It was that, a cool venue, That's yeah. pretty
1: awesome. It went over well, obviously.
2: Yeah, it was sold out. Yeah, wow. What
0: were yeah. uh, any any highlight matches?
2: Um I mean Steve Walker was a very exciting fight he's a very athletic dude mm-hmm. big Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that's pretty fun to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sure all this is gonna be up on YouTube soon.
2: Yeah Well, Hopefully. it's on UFC fight pass. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, so oh, you wow, know, I didn't know that Yeah, so that's another huge plus for both the line fight and of course you wow. as well. That's big. That's great Yeah, and Nathan <clears throat> Carnage Corbett was commentating who's like a when did
1: they pr- stop putting Muay Thai on UFC fight pass? That's awesome that that's on UFC Fight Pass for, for Muay Thai in America. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, in terms of UFC Fight Pass, they've gone through a couple of iterations of Muay Thai.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, so briefly, uh, Justin Blair, the Friday night fight promotion here yep. in New mm-hmm. York City. Yep. Uh, he started a company called Hanemo and they did a show called Absolute Muay Thai. Uh, which showed some relatively low-level fights in Bangkok for about a year. Maybe it wasn't even a year, around a year. This is a pre-COVID 2018. He was putting on that promotion or just airing? just. He was airing. 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 Yeah. So he had a couple of commentators out there, like mm. Jason Strout and Primo Belarosa, um, local guys from here in the States. Primo's in Maine. Uh, Jason is here somewhere in New York City, I think. But that was like stadium fights, uh, and then that ended. And then UFC Fight Pass went over to Lion Fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Lion Fight may have been on UFC Fight Pass before, but to be honest, I'm not sure. I know they were. Feel cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, cool. I, think, I think that's really big for um, you know people in the
1: stateside to yeah, kind of yeah. learn about it, especially you know a lot of people that. Get into ufc but they don't really necessarily know where like a lot of the striking things are adopted from yeah from. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool there's yeah. a
0: channel on um the fire stick i forgot what it's called it's all muay thai stadium stuff
2: oh really oh, yeah yeah I- is it uh muay thai's maybe maybe yeah okay i gotta check that out so that that's actually a very very good channel if it's the one we're both talking about Muay Thai's. Is this an app or something? It's on it's YouTube. It's just a channel. Yeah, oh, it's, a cha- it's oh, on it's a YouTube. Channel. So it was run uh, by this guy, Timo Rouge, mm. who is now one of the head matchmakers for one championship. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so he, he filmed a lot of the stadium fights for about five years. Uh, so from maybe 2008. 18 back to like 2013 or so. Okay. And he did some international fights as well. So he did Rebellion Muay Thai, which is a very, very good, strong promotion on Australia. Um, but primarily he did stadium stuff and like high level stadium stuff. So it, It's crazy
1: how... I'm not to cut you off or anything, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy how on. Muay Thai has like um, more of a presence on that side of the world, though, right? Yeah. In comparison absolutely. to America, like Australia, like pre- people know about it there. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Well, it's a lot closer. It's it. a lot closer. Yeah, I, know, yeah. sure. I mean, that's definitely something that I would talk about. Yeah. You know, or mention.
1: Yeah. it's It's always like, well, I guess I think I noticed just seeing more Australian people there. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like who were the. When I when I was in town, I noticed all the foreigners were Australian. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like being an American, having an American accent was like fucking weird. You know You're, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how often is an American accent heard there? Probably not that often. You yeah, know? the thing I was there sixteen days or something. That felt short. Yeah, that felt way short. You know?
2: Well, I would also say it's unfortunate, but a lot of Americans don't travel internationally.
1: That's true. Um,
2: so, you know... Or well, they got I a mean, Caribbean or something. Yeah, It's yeah, right there. You know, <laughs> Florida's and, not international. And, no. Florida Keys. <laughs> yeah. To some extent, I understand because, like, you know, culturally, going from Boston to Florida, you know, it's a yeah. totally different world.
1: You were from California, right?
2: So, I, I spent, like, 10, 15 years there, mm-hmm. but, like... I am actually. I was born in Upstate New York oh, in like okay. a small pedunkadunk town with lots of cows and corn. And but when you moved when you moved to Thailand, it was from California. Yeah, correct. I okay. was in the Bay Area. I was basically a hipster. <laughs> that and I, <laughs> I would
1: never call you that, dude. <laughs>
2: what? You, my bet. You know, I I roll with Brett Halvich like the king of Muay Thai hipsters. <laughs> You, uh, you ever see
1: that man's pants? He's get, oh, dude. I always tell him he's
2: got Kim's jeans on. Yeah, <laughs>
1: He gets so mad at me. Yeah, he's
2: basically got those pants spray painted on. He's, he's going to kill us. Spray painted on pants. Oh, you know, slight like dad bod. Always carrying some sort of alcoholic drink and a smug attitude. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I you know, birds of a f- feather, that's you know, right, that's right,
1: 100. <laughs> um, percent. Let me ask you this: I know that I'm digging deep, like in the history trenches here. But what what sparked your decision to move to Thailand? Like, and it's it was a while ago. Like, how long? Yeah, you yeah. Been there? So I've been
2: there about six years now. Like straight, but yeah, you had you yeah.
1: visited previously.
2: Yeah, so I went over the first time for like three months or so in that's like huge commitment. That's like moving. Two, <laughs> 2005 and then 2007, I went again for three months, and then I think like 2010 or so, I went for like four months and. How were you going to fight or were? You yeah, going yeah, to I Oh, that's I what was, it was for. Always yeah, yeah. to fight at that time. Uh, I was like going Camp there to fight. train, fight. Mm-hmm. fight. You mm-hmm. know, I was like Thailand fight. You know, I lived in the Bay Area for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I finished school. You know, I'd met a Thai girl over in um, my last trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, She stayed with me in the States for a while. And I was like, yo, girl, you come stay with me in the States for a hot minute. We go back to Thailand. Nice. I also wanted to make a move with my life. You Mm -hmm. know.
1: That is quite the move.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it worked out. Um, It's not easy to be an expat and to... Live abroad, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: You seem like you figured it out.
2: Yeah, I figured it out. I mean, you both yeah, knew. I. You d- speak, I've, the,
1: you speak a, a lot of the language. I mean, I don't yeah, know how, I, how I intricate speak, your Thai yeah. is, but you seem to do pretty well. I yeah, there. I
2: speak conversational Thai. Yeah, you know, I I can read them right it's so important and that kind of language
1: you know like um, asiatic language to me i'm like whoa man that's a trip you know because i'm a language person you know
2: i can get i can wait what languages multiple...
1: can you speak, uh, I speak from the spanish i speak creole like K-Bertian Creole. oh that's cool i speak portuguese that's like
2: french and spanish
1: no it's it's our creole is um mendinka mixed with portuguese and spanish words okay so it's west african
2: oh uh, yeah uh-huh.
1: haitian have the french uh-huh. Well, my Creole predates theirs by a few yeah. years. I speak decent enough Spanish. You know? Yeah, yeah. My Spanish is not amazing or phenomenal, but it's pretty good. And I can
2: understand a lot of fucking Italian, man. Yeah, because it's all the romantic all, exactly, roots. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You are a romantic guy. Thank you, man. I'm I glad can you tell from that. the tattoos.
1: <laughs> oh, is that what uh, it's saying to you? <laughs> if,
2: uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't seen the decor in the shop, it's very you, romantic. Yeah.
0: There's
1: a lot of hearts and roses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like, yeah, like a, a language like that to me always tripped me out, man. Because that seem that doesn't even seem. That's
0: the opposite something of everything my exactly. brain can comprehend. Exactly.
1: When I met you there and you were like, Yeah, I've been living here for this long, blah, blah, blah. I was tripping out because everything just looks like a different fucking planet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't know what anything says. Yeah. Like, you yeah, don't know nothing. Sure. No signs. No, you buy something in the fucking store. You don't know what the fuck you're buying, dude. Yeah. You're taking a good guess, but you don't know what the fuck you're buying. You know, you might buy some soap that'll lighten your skin. Like, you know, uh, fuck around and find out. You know what I'm saying? Turn, I'm white. turn your you know what I mean? like,
2: nipples pink.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking yeah. about.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, the interesting thing is, like, when you understand and know the language, it's very, very normal. Mm. Like, there's more commonalities between Western culture and Thai culture than I would say there are differences. Um, I think that things are thought of differently and that, you know, we sort of express them differently. Yeah. But I would say there's, like, a lot of similarities. Like, you know... With a lot, Western culture, you're saying? Yeah, with Western culture. Like, when, you know, this is my experience, at least. Yeah, sure. And you have to understand also that it is a different culture, but there's still, like, a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people make a big deal about, like, face in Thailand and Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by that when you say face? So it's, like, public presentation. Oh, sure, okay. You know, but, like... That stuff matters out here. You yes, know, 100%. It, That's it, big
1: in my culture. Yeah. It's, How people it, perceive you is like a yeah, very it's important it's thing. Yeah, it's big
2: anywhere. Like, you know, God forbid, I came into your shop and was like, oh, fuck this place. I would be discrediting your face. Ah. You know, and it's the same way people are cognizant of that sort of stuff in Thailand as well. Because everything is so social. I mean, things are are a bit more social, so there are, like, more face things. Uh, So, for instance, people will maybe want something from you, but they might not bug you as much or be like, oh, hey, like. Everything goes slow. Yeah, it goes slow. And it's sort of like you're, you're not trying to put anyone out. And that's, that's like it. Disrespect type. Of yeah, vibe. yeah. I don't um, want to overstep my boundaries. So that's like you know maybe a small example of face stuff.
1: The word it, like you said, face like that. That I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. The first thing I think of is like how in you know big disgrace is getting teeped in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is that culturally connected to that? Yeah, mean? yeah, like absolutely, that's, okay, absolutely. That's what I was and
2: so like the head. Cause uh, that's like a
1: big disgrace, you know. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: You know, again, we're going back to Muay Thai stuff. So a teep in the face is like. Basically, an about you're push kicking your opponent with the lowest part of your body Body, ah. into the highest. Mm -hmm. So it's like the highest being more sacred. Yeah, yeah. And like because it's like Buddhist culture and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, the head is considered holy. Mm -hmm. So you're like dirt. Into your motherfucking yeah, face. face. Got it. That's you know? what I
1: thought you, that's what I thought you, I just wanted to clarify that because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to assume, I'm like, am I just making shit up in my head? I'm like having a conversation in my head, I'm like, oh, face, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, nah, I, mean, I gotta ask him,
2: <laughs> But to clear it, that up. It makes sense, right? Totally, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back to some of the similarities is, you know, face is something that happens over here as well. You know, you mentioned it briefly, Danny, with like how it's so important in your culture. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like, but I was I was wrong, about, though. I thought we were talking about
1: something else at first. Well, That's I, I, to I still feel like,
2: you know, Western, Face, what I meant was like
1: you disrespecting. Like,
2: yes. Yes. This know. is exactly, you yeah. know, it's about like disrespect and yeah. it's about respect. But I also thought the, about how people the, perceive
1: you, too. Yeah, so that's why I was yes, confused. Yes,
2: this is also oh, true okay. as right, well. So we're still talking about the same thing. All right. Yeah, but it's, it's the tone is different. Mm. So, like, the tone is a lot softer, and they're going to be, like, more gentle about, like, asking you to do things. That way, you're not put out. It's different. I mean, they're... Uh, Bill was saying that, you know, things are rooted in, like, Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely very, very true. And there are big, big differences. Mm-hmm. You know, people's, like, acceptance of unfortunate situations is a lot higher. Because they're sort of like, you, you suffer in this life, it's okay. Because y- your next life, things are better. Uh, which oh. is, I would argue, is a way for, like, ruling classes or whatever to sedate you know, the masses it's like, yeah, I mean, shit happens, yeah, shit happens, it's all don't anyway, yeah, it's all suffering anyways. like don't worry about it, bro next, next next one you're good, next one you're good, you'll come back as a bunny, you know <laughs> like don't don't think too much you next time you come back as a nice, cute little bunny you you bounce around the pasture, it's all good. So uh, I'm basically midway through my tour. I like so, calling it a tour, too. Yeah, no, I just bet it, you, like, it, party it, with, like, Motley Crue or something. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Uh, it, it's, it's seriously a tour. No, no, I know. I'm busted. Because I, I, so I started off in San Francisco, Oakland. Um, I went Oakland, Houston, Austin, Boston. Mm-hmm. I like how there's a little bit of yeah. rhyme there. Uh, so <laughs> Two then, opposite places, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, definitely different. Um, so Austin, Boston. Uh, here I am in New York City for a couple of days. Then Philly, Arizona, Seattle, Portland, LA. Then back mm. to Bangkok. Is
1: now my... are, there, are you doing more summits? More yeah, so teaching, uh, yeah,
2: or? more teaching, more seminars. So I've done um, I've done two or three <clears throat> seminars already. So I did a scoring seminar in San Francisco. I did a regular like Muay Thai teaching seminar in Austin. I did the uh, the presentations, so speaking gigs in Houston, mm-hmm. um, in Boston. I did the Lime Fight show, um, and I was taking photos and being a man about town, shaking hands, kissing babies. That's right. And then I will do another WBC scoring seminar in New Jersey. Scoring seminar. Yeah,
1: scoring. Getting people, like teaching people how to score, the sport of my time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Sweet. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't really understand it. Oh, yeah, right. When we're doing the catches, yeah. After like catching the tapes, and
0: then you're like, you throw it to the side, you can get their back. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand Muay Thai scoring that mean, much, I don't understand you know? it that well yeah, either. Yeah. But then the way you explained it, you know, you get their back. That's like the most dominant you could be.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because all I understood
1: was if you're the last one to kick. Yeah, right. And in exchange, you get the yeah. That's my understanding, yeah, too. Yeah, to some <laughs> extent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just always yeah. kick them at the end.
2: Yeah. If <laughs> last one to kick, so, you know, uh just to break things down a little bit, uh in the sport you're you're trying to do damage, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so damage is shown by effect. Uh so a lot of effect can be seen through position changes. Mm. Uh so okay, I kick Bill and he moves. Yep. That's effective. Yeah, he was affected he, yeah. a- he was affected by what you did. He was affected by what I did. Yeah. You know, that could be like maybe my kick wasn't that good, but he his moved. balance was shit. Yep. Ah. So So they're taking two sides of the coin yeah, into and so the equation. My shitty kick has effect On because him. he has, you know, poo poo yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. It was so like that's pretty complicated though. But I mean, but- Because you're looking at, it's like- Yeah, yes, yes, it's complicated. But you look at it, and if you think about it in this way, and like, okay, we break it down into a series of exchanges. Mm -hmm. In this exchange, who moved, and what was the positions happening? Then it's like a little clearer. How are these bodies impacted by these strikes? You know, Danny just punched me. Did my head snap back? Uh, the way Did, you took it, makes, yeah, yeah. Is a factor. Yeah, it's a factor.
1: Um, that's way more complicated than American boxing terms.
2: I mean, Danny punches me in the face and my head doesn't snap back. Obviously, it's still a scoring blow, but it's not going to be as scoring as like, you know, my head rolls back and my eyes go, you know, right, over right. to the moon. Right. You know, so... We have to think about that. Yeah, well,
1: is there a standard or is this left to interpretation?
2: Yeah, it's left up into interpretation, but scoring in Thailand is very, very consistent. Everybody's kind of in agreement. Yeah, everyone's basically okay. in agreement. Yeah. And it's sort of like you know how football is scored, American football. You might know what the touchdown line is. You yeah. might not know, I know like that. It, it's the <laughs> same it's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Like you have a basic understanding that's like culturally passed.
1: Yeah. So now in America teaching people at a scoring seminar are you trying to get it at the same agreeance level as it would be in Thailand? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like, to keep it super consistent. You want that to be consistent here. Yeah. Within that sport, right? Yeah. That's what it is there. It's what it is here.
2: Yeah. I mean, ideally, that's what... That's the goal. That's a goal. Yeah. But, you know, when you're... It's a cultural change that I'm trying to make happen. Yeah, I understand that. That's why uh, So, I, yeah. there's basically... There's two approaches, I think, to making these cultural changes. Uh You go... Bottom up and you go top down. Mm. Uh, So bottom up is like you inform the average Joe Mm -hmm. who loves Muay Thai about, hey, Joe, this is how a Muay Thai kick is scored. Mm -hmm. The bottom down approach is you talk to promoters. You talk to referees. Like you tell them you can't score this sport the same as boxing Mm -hmm. or MMA or, you know, whatever. This is a new thing. Here it is. I like created yeah. a new standardization. Yeah. Yeah, like to some extent. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, I don't necessarily think it's rocket science. It just like needs clear explanation. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know, I was demonstrating that technique. This fellow push kicked me. I grabbed the push kick. So it was, I kicked to my mid torso. I grabbed it. I pulled it to my side. I dragged him down and away from me. I stepped to the side, basically circling around him, and then I grabbed onto his back. So in wrestling, you know, something like that, I basically turned him over and Mm -hmm. grabbed onto his back.
1: It's all about dominating or ending it with your exchange. That's that's the mental aspect. Yeah, yeah, totally,
2: totally. Mm -hmm. It's about dominance in a lot of ways, and it's about positioning, Mm -hmm. and it's about like, all these other things um so you know doing these scoring seminars i want people to understand this minutiae mm-hmm. like it's not a fight where you're trying to kill the person i mean it is but the better way to fight someone is to take away their position of power yep. and to undo them yeah it's classic military strategy yeah, it's uh-huh, like yeah. You know that's some Sun Tzu shit. You exactly, know? mental domination. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. Even as like like
0: I'm an enthusiast, you know. But even just doing light exchanges with somebody, I can take a beating. But if somebody starts to take me apart, you can tell when they're taking you apart. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels different. Because a beating is just like you can chin down and get through it, you know. But when somebody's picking you apart, you're like, oh, man.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, in any good sort of martial artist's goal is to do exactly that. Is Mm -hmm. to dismantle them. Is to dismantle them. Up preferably as easily as possible. Mm-hmm. It's to tear people apart. Yep. You know Marshall. that's a that's yeah. a game. It, people forget what martial means yeah. in martial arts. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it, you know it's a bit of it's a war game basically. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. Not big on war, but I do like winning them.
1: <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true.
2: though.
1: <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Very good point. Um, back to the tour. What you're going to uh, Philly?
2: Yeah, so I'm yeah, going to then. Philly next. I I see my sister and stuff. I so this is a closes family. Part. Yeah, I mean I'm going to still do work stuff. Obviously, this tour is a real blessing because I get to see friends. You know, I get to do cool things like this podcast. Yeah, thank you so you know, much for coming. You definitely
0: thank you for considering it cool. Yeah, it's
2: cool. <laughs> uh, it, those of you out in radio land cannot see my haircut. But listen, I am looking like a fly ass fuck boy right now. <laughs> it's probably good that you can't see how good this haircut is. Uh so it's v- very nice to be at the barbershop. Uh so I go to Philly to see my sister, goes to see some gyms, I have a seminar in Seattle. Or uh, I'm sorry, in Arizona and then one in Portland and then a business meeting in uh Seattle. Uh, and friends and sort of business in LA as well. Um, Sweet man. Yeah, so I'm I'm very I'm very very lucky. Like <laughs> you bring your typewriter. Hope you write a new book, man. <laughs> yeah, I read I read, should. I
1: read you the last one.
2: Oh, the I'm fighting in Thailand. Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah. I'm I'm I like that one. Obviously, um, hopefully it helped people to understand things
0: on Fighting in Thailand, your podcast, there was an episode, it was talking about having a gym, sponsoring a fighter from the gym, and then going to the fights where all the betting is going on and mm-hmm. how that is... Ref- yeah, the betting, it's all supplemental.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is like... You know, to some degree, it's different. And also, to some degree, it's the same as the West. Vegas mm-hmm. is huge. Like, you know, you think high school sports aren't bet on?
1: Right, of course. They, you know... <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, college yeah. sports, like, mm-hmm. people yeah, love it's gambling. it's in our culture.
1: Just, it's, I guess it's crazy it's when you see it like, there because it's, yeah. like, it's, like, so heavy in your
2: face. Well, it's, it's a, in the middle of the yeah. you know. It's in the mix. Yeah. yeah, it's in the mix, and it's also, to some extent, exoticized because you can't speak the language. Yeah, know? true, true. And I'm not like sort of downplaying the impact of gambling. We have to understand it contextually. Yeah. You know, we're foreigners. We may be magnifying it Mm -hmm. or like looking at it in different ways. You know, in a lot of ways, the gambling has been very, very, very beneficial to the To the sport. A lot of fighters are, are generous to each other. You know, oh, yeah, you, awesome. you see like a lot of fighters do campaigns for each other. So Set Setsong Pinong, who mm-hmm. recently beat Chai PK Sanchai on one championship. This is high level Muay Thai. You know, mm-hmm. these guys are not fucking around. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making tens to twenty thousand dollars per fight or more. Um, So Chai like auctioned off his shorts to his buddy who has cancer. Taiwan Chai probably has done this before. Like all these guys do that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, they're all always like a lot of love. Yeah. They remember when they were like a poor little squirt, you know, fighting for five bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. it's awesome. You know, it's cool. It's it's a community. it's It's a community, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, awesome. you, you know, going back to a little bit of the gambling part, the fires rely on the gamblers a lot as well. It's a bit like a service industry job. Right. You you do a good job, you get money, you get a tip. You, you get know, the yeah. Down. yeah. Yeah. You obviously want good tips. Mm-hmm. So you appeal to the customers, you yeah. know? And the customers in Thailand, at, you know, some of these places are gamblers so you're trying to appeal to them and you know you can make like 30 to 40 percent of your purse yeah the photography thing what are you doing with that i would say my claim to fame actually has been doing this photography stuff that's really i think how i sort of became well known i learned from just fucking doing it a lot and also having access i am in a position where I'm around high level athletes Mm -hmm. and I'm around shows. So it's sort of like, I want to go to Raja Demnern. Okay. I walk in. Yeah. You know, I've shot at one championship. I've shot at basically every big show in the world at this point. I think Raja Demnern in terms of like atmospheric is like the best. Just like the way it's constructed, you've been there yeah. before, Danny. Just the ambiance, like everything about it is so cool. Yeah. I like the lights above the, the lights. Ring too. You know, there's it, it's actually pretty shit for photos, but there's this iconic like checkerboard yeah. lighting, yeah, above it the looks, ring.
1: It looks like like pretty vintage in
2: there. Yeah, like, it's you know? so like it vintage like, looking. It's like real gritty yeah. and raw. Yeah, totally. Um. You know, in terms of lighting, um, Max Muay Thai is nice. It's Take brighter. It yeah, that, like, it's for, like, brighter, like, of, like, but more that's more lighting. T- Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're, you know, they're smart. You yeah. know, it's another thing. And World CM is the same to some extent. Roger Damner looks like you're in like an 80s movie. Yes.
1: Seriously, you're in Bloodsport. <laughs> this was awesome that you did this. You took me backstage and you introduced me to a couple of the fighters of the night. And they were amped. You, well, number one, you were introducing me as a barber, which I thought was fucking hilarious and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were psyched to meet me, and I'm fucking psyched to meet
2: them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, like super nice. Like they're standing up, and yeah. they're all like wrapped up and shit. he's Like this is Danny, my friend, a barber from New York City. And they're like, yeah, man. Like this is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was really funny, but the lights back there were really cool. Yeah, Roger yeah Dameron, for sure. In the back, sure. where yeah, everybody's yeah, like getting yeah. oiled down and like getting ready to yeah, yeah, go it, damn it, fuck people it, up. It,
2: it's a it's a low lighting sort of situation, yeah. but it does like give that sort of grit, yeah. you know, gritty, authentic the feel, concrete-ish kind of. Yeah. Was the band playing in like kind of like a caged
1: area type of thing? Yeah, band, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There, See, there's I a live. I was pretty. I was in it. That night,
2: there, there, there's a live band that plays, uh, the, uh, traditional Y crew Ram more yeah. music. Oh, yeah, band. Yeah, that band. So no. yeah. And it's, it's motivating. It motivates and pushes you and it enforces certain behaviors. And for those of you that haven't seen it, I've taken a lot of photos of people. I did a sort of humans of New York of Muay Thai, where I would interview people and basically give them a little bit of a stage. Let me take your photo and let me sort of give you a platform for just a brief moment. That's it. One of my favorite quotes is by Liam Harrison, who is a very, very tremendous athlete and a very, very accomplished guy. You know, he's a one championship athlete, very accomplished Muay Thai fighter. He's just like, you know how I became successful? Don't be a dick. Yep. Yeah, man. We could wrap it up though. And if there's anything you want to plug or anything,
1: yeah, people where to find you. Yeah, so
2: uh, for those of you out in podcast land that want to follow me, uh, a great place is uh, on Instagram. I am Matt Lucas Muay Thai. Uh, I also run Muay Thai Gram with my very good buddy Brett Halvacek. Uh, So that is a great place for. Getting information about the sport and what's going on. I have I'm Fighting in Thailand, a guide to the sport in the motherlands. It's basically an encyclopedia of the sport. It's available on Amazon. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys oh, taking please. your time out. It's a real pleasure. It's really cool to be able to come around the world and, you know, do things like this. Talk some shit, drink some Talk beers. some okay. shit, <laughs> drink, some, drink some beers, like... We had a nice shot of rum, and man, yeah, I mean, if, awesome. if you could see this haircut, you know, if you if you could just see this haircut. I shaved his head. Yeah, yeah, man, I look, man, I look, yeah, I look, yeah, That's good. I look That's so, good. so, so good. I'm going to put that. Yeah. Nah, man, thank but, you, man. It was a pleasure having you, man. All right, thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>